Let's now see how God created the universe. Almost all Christians can tell you, I know God created the universe in six days and rested on the seventh. Now, it's important for us to realize God didn't do it in some haphazard way. In fact, many Christians struggle to remember what happened first, as if it's like you have to memorize. You don't have to memorize because God's very orderly and organized. So we'll see this six-day creation process in this orderly way. It's divided into three days, two three-day sections. The first three days, God prepares the place for this drama to take place, the redemption drama. Then, on the next three days, God puts the cast onto this place. So, okay, the first three days is preparation of the place. And these first three days, you'll notice, are three days where there's contrast or division. First day, God said, let there be light. And he divided light from darkness. So, I want you to know this light didn't come from the sun. The sun was made on the fourth day. So this light came from God. Later, Jesus claims to be God and he says, I am the light of the world. Whoa, okay. So that's a claim of what God did in Genesis. Now, the moment there was light, it divided light from darkness. Uh, darkness is nothing more than absence of light. So all of a sudden, it's like the, the drama, the lights come on. You want to see any drama, go any drama, there must be lights, otherwise you see nothing. Then on day two, God divided the waters below from the waters above. Up to this point of creation, the world was one mushy mess. And then God divided the waters that were to be left on the ground, on the earth, and from the waters that were above. So they became an expanse, they became a space between these two pieces of water, these two masses of water, water on the ground and water hanging up there, right? In the King James, the word is called firmament, sounds very firm, but actually the word is an expanse, a space between water here and water up here. Today we see clouds, and we know most of our water comes from up there, right? But in this early time, it was not like sporadic clouds, the water here became one huge canopy of water up there. And until the flood of Noah's time, the water was always a huge canopy of moisture water up there. And the earth never experienced rain before Noah's time. The earth was moistured. It was like a beautiful uh, growing place for plants. The weather was perfect. There was no extremes of flooding and then drought, which we experience all the time now. Rain is a problem like that. Too much here, too little there. At that time, there was enough moisture all around, uniform. It's like almost like a beautiful hot house where plants grow perfectly. 
right? So until that time, there was this water here and this canopy of water up there. It's almost like the lights have come on and then now you look up at the auditorium and wow, the roof is so high. You know, you go to most of these plays and the, the, usually the plays are held in very nice auditoriums, big dome roof and chandeliers. Wow, so grand, you know? And then on day three, another division takes place. The mushy ground now is separated into a place called sea. All the water is pushed there and then to land. Okay, so now the stage where most of the action is going to take place, the proper stage is called land and the rest is called sea. Right? So very easy to remember the creation story. Three days, three days, preparing the stage. And then after that, the actors start coming on. Day four, God puts the sun, the moon, and the stars up there, like spotlights for your play. Day five, the minor actors start coming on, the background actors. The birds in the air are produced and the fish in the sea. And on day six, ah, the supporting cast comes in, the animals come on the land, and finally the star comes on, man. Alright, so quite easy to remember the creation story. Okay, so from now on, if I ask you, tell me the creation story, you can teach a child this, you know, and he probably, if he sees how systematic and organized God is, it's easy to remember rather than, oh, first day is what, you know, as if it's very ad hoc. No, God doesn't work that way. God's very organized. Let's now see how God intends to fill his world. Three times you will see the word multiply. And ten times you will see the word after its kind, after its type. So immediately you will understand God's method of growth is multiplication. Secondly, you realize God's method of growth is multiplying your after your kind. A typical, a certain bird produces birds like itself, but more than itself. Let's say one bird produces 10 baby birds. 10 baby birds each produce 10. So after one generation, you got 10, next generation, you have 100. And that way you will fill the earth very fast. Now, this is a seed truth. That that's how God grows things. But I think a lot of Christians and definitely a lot of churches have never figured out God's method. For many churches, this is how they grow their church. What they do is they have a rally, they use their great event, maybe a great preacher, a great drama, a great uh, opportunity like Christmas, and they invite friends in, and some people get saved, and then, ah, we've added to the church 10 more this year. And that's why church growth is so, so slow. God doesn't want us to do addition. You know, you almost think that uh, pastors don't know the difference between addition 
and multiplication. Multiplication is God's method. So it's not like one pastor adds a few people in, but each believer in the New Testament will to go and make disciples, disciple making of all people. In other words, I'm a pastor. How do I multiply myself? I'm a pastor, so I must clone. I must produce pastors. So my role is when I die, I hope I have produced ten pastors like me, preferably better than me. And then I've taught these ten pastors, each one to make ten pastors themselves. And so you see, in by the first generation, PC has multiplied himself ten times, and then by the next generation, his spiritual grandchildren will be one hundred of them. Now, can you see how fast that is? So, if you're a Sunday school teacher, you multiply yourself. One good Sunday school teacher. Now you have five good Sunday school teachers. Each one of them taught what you taught them, and they learn how to teach others and make disciples of others. So, one, five, twenty-five. See, so how fast it can grow. If you're a cell group leader, one, five, twenty-five. How fast, right? By the fourth, fifth generation, we have children, grandchildren, great grandchildren. It's like a lot. So if you're just a friendly Christian, you know how to share the gospel in your office. You multiply your friendliness, and others can do it. So basically, that's God's method. Very, very simple. But I think we confuse the plus. And the multiplication process. What else do we learn? We learn that man is made in God's image. So, in many ways, we are like God. But we must also remember, in many ways, we are not like God. We cannot create, for example. But we have the ability to have a creative mind, like God. In many ways, unlike animals, animals don't have a creative mind. The a bird's nest from the time of Adam to now looks the same. A bird's nest is a, a bird's nest. It looks the same. Human house is oh my goodness from Adam's time to now so much more addition and more beautiful, right? So we have a lot of ability in the image of God. On the other hand, we are also limited. So we are made in the image, but not exactly. Secondly, of course, sin defaced a lot of our. Image of God in each of us, right? So there are other truths that we can see. For example, originally man was supposed to eat the herb of the ground, vegetables. Today we all, after all the nutrition studies, we realize you know what's really good for us, our health, vegetables. You know what's the best, organic vegetables straight from the ground. That's the best. Well, a lot of nutrition study went into all this to realize that's the original food design for us. Obviously, that was the best formula, God-given formula for sustaining our life. So, what have you seen in Genesis chapter one? You've seen actually God. How awesome He is! Wow, just speaks. It is done. Power of God is amazing, right? We see how orderly He is. He does things three, three. Separation, separation, separation here. Put things on. 
very organized, very orderly. We see God's very creative. Wow, all kinds of animals and everything looks so beautiful. The stars in the sky, the fish. Whoa, God is so creative. And God is so personal. God speaks. God talks. He's not a force in like unknown force. So how do we learn in Genesis chapter 1? A little peek at God. We learn His methods. His method is amazing. Geometric progression. Wow. If you study math, one of the things that amazes me is how fast 1 becomes 2 and 2 becomes 4. And before, before you know it, it's totally a huge number. Okay, so I hope today when you see Genesis 1, you will remember exactly what was done. And most of all, you have a little peep of this awesome God, his introduction to men, to men like us.